But I knew that Dennis was fully qualified just from a baseline qualifications, what we require of our master educators. I knew he had the qualifications and I knew that most likely, yes, it was going to be a good fit, but, you know, wanted to, wanted to meet him in person, wanted to see how, you know, how things worked out. And he just he went above and beyond in numerous ways. Awesome. And you're describing one of the smart, talented people, Cameron, that I love to promote here at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Uh, welcome. Joining me today is Stages Indoor Cycling Master Educator, Cameron Shinati. How are you, Cameron? I'm doing excellent. How are you, John? I'm well, and um, I'm guessing by now most people recognize your voice. And also joining us is a new member of your team. Again, one of those people that I describe as smart and talented, Dennis Mellon. Welcome, Dennis. Hi, John. Hi, Cameron. Hello, hello. This is exciting, but before we get to your news, I need to, uh, well, I'm a guy, and it's almost a cliche that we forget things like anniversaries. And uh, a week ago, I'm recording this on August 22nd, but a week ago we celebrated, well, actually we didn't celebrate, uh, but we experienced our sixth anniversary of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, which continually amazes me because when I started this, I kept thinking, okay, what are we going to talk about? And now after 320-some episodes, uh, we're just rolling along. So uh, After all that, we still have something to talk about regarding bikes that go nowhere. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, and, and to, you know, to that end, Cameron, it as soon as I figured out long ago that this podcast can't be about me, it has to be about, as I described, smart, talented people. Um, it opens this enormous door to a huge bench of people out there that uh, I've had the privilege of interviewing and promoting. Uh, you're one. Obviously, Dennis, you're another. And along the way, you know, I've had the ability to raise the stature and, and um, notoriety, I guess, of a lot of these people. And then Surprise, surprise, good things happen to them, which leads to, I'll let you explain, Cameron. It is kind of interesting how in today's day and age of of easy exposure, if you want to call it that, uh, being recognized comes from persistence and consistence in the space. But consistence of excellence, I think, is is more important than anything. At this time, everyone can be a so-called expert, but... But not everybody has um, the audacity to, I don't know, put themselves out there in a positive light and to do so consistently and with integrity. And I think that's something that Dennis has and has shown. And and so I hate saying that I stalk people online, but that's what you got to do when you're looking for, for people that are going to fit the mold of your company, especially when you're kind of picky and you're just looking for the right fit. So, you know, I think probably uh, most people, people in my position that are education directors um, are always looking for who that next person is going to be because we're all getting older and we all need, uh, we just, we need more people to, to help us spread the message and, and do it well. It's really hard to find not just good instructors because there's lots of those out there. We know that, but it's the entire package and, and that, kind of, <laughs> that, that includes so many things, you know, it's, it's not just about um, their ability to lead a group in such a way that creates, you know, a dynamic experience, but, but people that are 
easy to get along with, are willing to go with the punches, are flexible, and um, are sometimes willing to be thrown under the bus. <laughs> Which leads me to how this all happened. <laughs> well, first, let me ask, Dennis, how do you feel about this? Are you excited to be part of Stages? Well, I wanted to thank both of you, too. I mean, John, you got me recognized. I was just playing around on uh, social media, and uh, and you sent me an email one day saying, why aren't we working together? And I was like, well, just, I'm just this little guy out in Denver that teaches some classes. Um, and then after I spoke with you the first time, and we interviewed, and things just kind of started picking up from there. So I definitely want to thank you for getting me recognized on more of a national uh on a national scale and then it was it's great and Cameron thank you so much for everything that you say I'm kind of embarrassed here sitting in this office all by myself but with all these with all these compliments uh it's uh it's great I'm extremely excited when I started teaching indoor cycling years ago um gosh it's like 17 years ago and I had our first master instructor come. I'm like, that would be cool. My background's in education. It'd be cool to do that. And it just never, I just never got into the, you know, into the group of the master instructors. But I always thought I taught well and I had good classes and I tried to share with all my other, um, the other instructors in the clubs that I worked at. Um, but to be noticed at this, on, on this level is, a uh, is great is great and i would love to i look forward to sharing what i know and my experiences with other instructors as well so i'm extremely excited about this opportunity dennis help everyone understand you know what is your background you know your education your experience um when i was growing up i played sports i played youth sports my father was always my coach so i just kind of worked my way into coaching. I was, I played baseball. My dad was a coach when I, after I was at a little league and a little league world series going on now. So when I turned 13 and I wasn't playing anymore, I became the assistant coach of a little league team, um, and decided to go into school for physical education. So I went to school in upstate New York called SUNY Cortland and went the education route. My senior year, there weren't many teaching jobs available in New York State, so I started focusing a little bit more on exercise physiology, thinking that I might end up working in in health clubs until teaching jobs became available, and uh, that's where I've stayed. So then I moved out to Colorado um, after a few years years in New York City, um, doing personal training there, Um, and then I was at this club called Greenwood Athletic Club, where I've come back to already, and they were one of the first clubs in the Colorado area or the Rocky Mountain area to, to bring spinning in. Um, and I was real excited about that. I'm like, perfect. I don't have to jump up on a step and move around and, and, and ride to the, or uh, move to the music and dance to the music like I would in a step class, but we could get all the excitement and the energy of a, of a group exercise class. Um, and maybe we get some guys doing it as well. So I became certified in spinning through a um, at Greenwood, and then I ended up moving to another club and brought spinning into there, and uh, just kind of fell in love with it. Now I I do triathlon and I do cycling, so it fit really well into my training, and it was fun to do, and it was just kind of evolved. You know, experience happens, and you start to use music more, you start to use video, um, and I've been teaching indoor cycling for well, geez a year after Johnny G. I think released it in I think it was in California when he started, so. Uh, it's been a, it's been a great ride and it's been a lot of fun, especially now that they've brought power into the into the mix. 
Right. Now, you're also doing uh, some endurance athlete training. Yes, I coach a a number of triathletes, and actually at Greenwood Athletic Club, where I am now, we have a triathlon program that I actually just finished coaching before these uh, before I got on the got on with you. Awesome. All right, now, Cameron, I know you're sitting there just bubbling because you want to tell the story of how this all came about. <laughs> well, I think I should preface this by saying that what I'm about to tell you is not the norm. And uh, it would never be my preference to put someone in this position in this way. But life happens. And this just sealed the deal for me in knowing that what I already knew, which was that Dennis was going to be a good fit. But one of the things that they don't tell you about in master trainer school which there isn't one. But one of the things you don't really hear about is just all of the the craziness that makes teaching a training so hard. And it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, memorizing the material and, um, you know, handling the questions, um, good or bad, that might fly at you during a training. It's the logistic things like, um, you know, planes, flights, being flexible when your flight gets canceled at the last minute. How are you going to somehow find a way to make it to these people? And I think anyone that's been doing it for um, for even a few years uh, will tell you that there are some crazy stories. I know Pam Benchley has some wild stories that she can tell you about in order to get into locked buildings. Uh, I mean, there's just always something that's going on. And I think it's part of what makes it exciting, especially if you're the kind of person that likes to fly by the seat of your pants. So if you're not a person that likes to fly by the seat of your pants, this might not be the right fit for you, just saying. But anyways, so we had a two-day training that um, was scheduled at CU Boulder, so University of Colorado Boulder, which uh, we have done work with them before with stages. They are fantastic. And if you ever get a chance to visit their campus recreation center, it is absolutely phenomenal. And Dennis can attest to how cool it is. Uh, Those kids have no idea how lucky they are because they'll never see that kind of facility again in the private sector. It's incredible. So we um, were doing our yearly, uh, our annual training with them. And Saturday went great. Everybody was fantastic. We had people from all over in the Denver metro area, and we even had some people from out of state come to this training just because they happened to be here on, a, on vacation or on trips. I mean, it was pretty wild. Good, good group of people. Uh, we also had our stages cycling director of education. So this would be my counterpart in the outdoor side of our business. So for your listeners that are familiar with our outdoor power meters that we make, um, that Team Sky rides on, Team Sky from the Tour de France, um, as well as a bunch of other fabulous athletes. Well, our director of education on that side, his name is Benjamin Sharp, and he's a USA cycling coach and has accolades a mile long. And I really appreciate the fact that he wanted to spend uh, two days on his weekend to listen to us talk about indoor cycling. So Ben was there as well. So we had a great group. Saturday went really well. And then uh, that evening at about 3 a.m., I started feeling horrible, like so horrible um, that I I don't know the last time that I was this sick. And so I've got a a little baby, a a five-month-old that was hungry And I'm in the bathroom laying on the floor writing emails on my phone going, what am I going to do? 
<laughs> how is this going to happen? How are we going to pull off a Sunday? So I realized that I had two options and option one was to cancel because at this point now, um, my GI illness had been going on for at least three hours and I realized there was no, no possible way that I could do this. Even if I faked it to the best of my ability, just not going to happen. And so I sent Dennis an email, um, Dennis and Benjamin, and I said, uh, the way I see it, there are two options for Sunday. One, we cancel, uh, which I've never done before and would make me really sad, but understandably, like that might just have to be what happens. Or, uh, Dennis, you could possibly lead them through a half day with Benjamin's assistance. And it worked out really well because on Sunday, um, the original plan was for Dennis to lead the group through 30 minutes of a pre-planned presentation on, on how to integrate music into indoor cycling, um, specifically for people that had never really thought about all the options that are available to them before. And so this was an assignment that I had given Dennis previously uh, regarding, uh, just pull something together for me. And, and I think in my typical last minute off the cuff fashion, I said, Dennis, Hey, if you had 30 minutes to work with a group, um, regarding music, knowing what we do and what the stages way of, of handling music is, what would you say? And so he pulled together a little presentation for me and it was fabulous. And it fell in line with exactly with what we do. And I, I knew it would. And I said, great. So how about Sunday? Do you want to do that? And without hesitation, he said, yes. So Dennis was already planning on doing a, a presentation uh, on, on music and uh, audiovisual components uh, and how those play into a good experience in indoor cycling. And we also were scheduled to do a functional threshold power test, which Dennis is very familiar with as well. So I figured with those two things and with Benjamin helping to kind of fill in the gaps as to what uh, we do with our uh, zones of training, specifically with power, that we would at least be able to give these people a half day and give them the CECs that they came came to receive. And <laughs> that's how it all started. And so, Dennis, you were kind of thrust into this and only because Cameron had the confidence that you could pull it off. Well, that was great. But the email that came through and Cameron said, feel free to say no. I'm like, this is kind of a job interview for me. <laughs> that is not a, uh, that's really not an option, right? So, and I said that I even woke my wife up because the emails are coming through pretty early in the morning. I'm like, Cameron said I could say no. And she's like, uh, I don't think you can say no. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really considering saying no. And this is all happening at like four in the morning. Um, I'm like, okay, let me, let me get my head around how we're going to do this. And uh, I was also... Um, carpooling with a uh, with a gentleman that is one of your members. His name is Elmo, and he's out of uh, oh, where is he out of Minnesota? Not Minnesota, Michigan. Um, Michigan. That's yeah. right. Um, so I had to give Elmo a quick call at you know five in the morning, saying I'm going to pick you up a little bit early because we have a few. Uh, I, I have to do a few more things this morning than just show up and uh, and be a participant. So he was a he was a good sport. Um, but it was great. So as I'm driving up to Boulder, I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? I, you know, I've, I'm kind of learning the stages way at this edu- at this uh, what I want to call it. Um, 
Yeah, workshop. What training. Would you, at this workshop, okay. Um, at this workshop, so now I'm going to try to say everything the correct way, but I don't. I've listened to a few of uh, of Cameron's podcasts and education, so I'm trying to figure all that out. But I was like, all right, we'll make this work. And thank the Lord that Benjamin was there because I figured, Benjamin, I'm going to use you as best I can to uh, to go over all the science. Um, because I figured he would have the same background as Cameron would. So he did a fantastic job for the first few hours, and then I came in and did the uh, did the music and the FTP. And how did it turn out, Cameron? It was great. The feedback that we got from everybody was so awesome. I mean, I think people were really shocked that, you know, A, that Dennis was able to just step in and um, and do this last minute, but also I think they were appreciative of the fact that we knew that you know, it's hard to give away a Saturday, let alone give away your entire weekend to do an indoor cycling training, not to mention one that happened on the same day as the largest Ironman sanctioned triathlon um, in Ironman history uh, in Boulder, Colorado. And the transition zone was like literally down the hill from where we were. So the transition between uh, bike and run. So there's just, you know, 30,000 additional people in in town that day for this event. Um, so they had to all think about getting there early and finding parking on campus and all this stuff. And, and they, I, I think they appreciated the fact that we, we somehow miraculously found a way and, uh, and, and they were just such a good group of people anyways. I mean, we, we got really lucky having amazing participants. So, you know, Dennis, you know, I, I know how it, it feels to be thrown under the bus or, or this like trial by fire um, sort of way of doing things, but it, it will prepare you better than anything else for the eventuality that is this world because nothing ever goes according to plan. And when it does, you are just pleasantly surprised. <laughs> awesome. All right. So when is, when is Dennis's first official training where you're going to put him out on the road? Yeah. Dennis is going to be doing, uh, this is, a refresher course that we do called three hour power. And he's going to be doing that at Cherry Creek athletic club, um, which is also in Denver and that's coming up in October. Uh, right. And just to clarify, you know, these are open to, so if you're hearing this and thinking, you know, I'd really love to take this training, um, they could participate at Cherry Creek, correct? Yes. This particular one is open to um, outsiders to participate in, which is great. Perfect. Now, and people have heard Dennis for, you know, it's been over a year now. If they think, you know, I'd love to bring Dennis to my club, um, is that possible? And if so, how would you go about doing it? Yeah. So you could go uh, on stagesindoorcycling.com and we actually have a form that you can, you'll easily find that you can fill out requesting more information Um or specific to your facility or what have you. Um, or you could always send an email to our administrative account, which goes to n- numerous people in our organization so that we make sure that we get that. And that's admin at stagesindoorcycling.com. All right. What are the particulars? So uh, as far as, you know, how many participants do I have to have? What are the costs? Um, Oh, you don't want to ask me money questions, but I can tell you that um, in regards to participants, we like to have a minimum of 10 people. Um, that just helps, well, it helps make sure that we at least cover costs, um, the the fee for the master educator, and make sure that we still have a sustainable business model. Um, but 
you know, also for energy purposes, it's just tough when you've got a training with only three people and you've got, you know, anywhere from three to 16 hours of, of education planned, just kind of like teaching a regular class. The more people, the more fun. And we do tend to cap it at 25 if we're doing the long course, um, just for the sake of um, keeping the education experience intact and making sure everyone makes the, gets the most out of it. And uh, it, we can do it, you know, just like most trainings, we can do it based on a per per participant fee. But I would say more often than not, we do it as a flat fee where the the organization or the facility or the studio pays a flat fee. And then either they subsidize it entirely for their instructors or their instructors pay them to attend. So Got it. numerous and these options. Are, and these are CEC eligible? Yes, they're all CECs for ACE and AFA. Well, that sounds very exciting. It is very exciting. And I think I can't stress enough that just be prepared for opportunity to come when you least expect it. And, you know, we, I think everybody in, in the industry has a, at least a similar experience with how they got in with various organizations. And it sounds so cliche to say, well, it's all who you know, but, uh, but it is. And so to everyone that's listening and, and thinking about this path, um, well, one, know that it's maybe not quite as glamorous as you might think that it is, but it, uh, it requires that you put yourself out there and you do so um, with the intention of, of just being a consistently excellent individual. That's, that's what we look for. And if you are humble and easy to work with, that like seals the deal. And I know that might sound a little bit crazy to say that it's not about whoever has the longest list of credentials or who's, who's made it, you know, into various magazines and, and whatnot. Those things are all great and they're an added bonus. But, um, our philosophy is that with the right, with the right personality and with someone that fits into our current, um, stages in recycling ethos, we can train anybody. I, I can train you if you have the basic skills and, um, and the ability to be in front of, a, a, an audience and do so well, and you're easy to get along with, and you can <laughs> handle all the crazy things that are going to come your way, um, then we can train you. And, you know, there's, there are little things, little magical things that are hard to explain um, about what makes people so great. And I know, John, you've talked about this a lot on your podcast. It's like that it factor. But um, to me, there is more to it than than just that. Because if, if someone's a challenge to work with or they're in it strictly for themselves, then it's just I think you're describing a, a, a diva there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really have room for for divas. And I think my my own team kind of makes fun of me for it because it just no drama, no drama. Uh, it just makes life way more challenging than it should be. And we don't have that on our team, which is really. I, I feel very blessed that we have the right people working awesome. for us. So if you're hearing this, thinking, you know, this could be me. Um, and I'm guessing by now you're recognizing the first step is to send me an email, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com, and we'll get to work elevating your level of prominence <laughs> so that at some point you can join. Well, I think this is what the third master instructor that I've created from contributors. I know. You want a finder's fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> All right. Anything else? But we're getting a little long here. Anything else that we need to uh, add to this? 
No, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to uh, to share my experience and my passion for indoor cycling. And I'm so happy that I got found. Awesome. Well, I'm excited that I helped find you, Dennis. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. And thank you, Cameron. And uh, uh, quickly, where are you going to be next? I am going to be, let's see, where am I going to be? I will be at the Colorado Athletic Club in the Denver Tech Center. Uh, and Dennis will probably be with me for a portion of that training as well. And that will be September 20th. So if you're going to be in the Denver area, uh, September 20th, you want to be part of that. All right. Well, Cameron Shinati and new Master Educator Dennis Mellon, thank you for uh, joining me today. Thanks, John. Thanks so much, John. 